Hey, hey, Brooks. <laughs> What's up? It's April, man. It's the year 2020. You know what that means? <laughs> it's 420, man. <laughs> For an entire month, baby. Oh, shit. Yeah, man. Oh, boys, I just killed a sheep with a pickaxe for which I received one raw chunk of mutton and one cube of wool. And if I break down the wool into twine and then refashion the twine into rolling paper, I might be able to survive this quarantine. Kyle, you happen to have any ganja to go with this rolling paper? Man, I'm sorry. I was uh, I started to make some brownies with all of it. Uh, didn't really trust your logic of turning wool into to smoking paper oh okay well i'll smoke some brownies if i have to hunter <laughs> do you uh you happen to have a lighter bud oh i don't have a lighter however my conjuring skills have been improving because <laughs> i've been studying under piff the magic dragon of the piff pod <laughs> all right <laughs> if you can conjure up some blue oh flame. God. I would appreciate it. That arcane fire. Yeah, that arcane, that arcane shit. I love it. Uh, the only thing else I need, Brooks. Do you happen to have a copy of the John Woo classic Face Off on VHS? <laughs> oh, Josh, I got uh, three copies on VHS. <laughs> I got two on Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I could eat God. a peach for hours. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> I could eat a peach for hours. Oh, my oh, God. I had to mute my face. <laughs> so good. So good. Can we do, a, can oh, we do an episode God. where we just watch that? And about- yeah, that's the next episode. For <laughs> sure. Yeah. Watching that? 100%. It's such a good one. Man, I watched the video before this. Uh, it was it was uh, face oh. off in five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> she probably put that link up. <laughs> Can we do that legally? Well, whatever. Fuck it. Oh uh, yeah, we are oh, sure, sure. Uh, <laughs> oh man, who's gonna stop oh, us? Randy Pitchford. That's right. Um, cool. Speaking of which, Hunter, <laughs> it's interesting that you say that. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna start the news section with you. Um, last week we took a little little break from the news just because it was kind of slow, but by God, it is back in full force oh, this man. week. Tell us what's going on over at Gearbox. Full Randy. I'm so excited. <laughs> Any day we can talk about Piff the Magic Dragon, <laughs> Randy Pitchford. He calls himself that. That's not something I made up. If you Google, I was Piff wondering Pod, about that. Yeah. <laughs> no, he calls himself that. Unironically, oh, God. presumably, uh, we're gonna say that. So, all right, here's the deal. Uh, uh, Gearbox made Borderlands 3, did extremely well, and the short side is that the Borderlands 3 devs will not receive the bonuses they were expecting. And at first, you're like, oh, well, fuck off. That sucks, right? Nobody's getting bonuses they thought they were going to get. But here's the deal. So, Gearbox, Kotaku did a really good article on this. Gearbox has like lower than average salaries for most of these companies, most of these development companies, mm-hmm. but that's because they do pretty generous profit sharing that I don't know that anybody else does. So 60% of the income from these games goes to the company to run it and all that good shit. But 40% goes to employees as uh, bonuses, right? And these are for a bunch of these people, they're significant bonuses, like tens of thousands to hundreds of thousands of dollars, depending on 
obviously you would assume their rank and like how long they've been there and that kind of shit. Uh, but they were told yesterday that they're not, that the, they're, everybody's going to get small bonus checks, but it's not going to be these large numbers that they were expecting that they were told in February that at where the company acted like everything was fine, uh, you know, a month or so ago. And Randy Pitchford being the kind gentleman that he is just said, well, you're welcome to quit. And uh, so there's that. Class act. But, Class. Randy yeah. Pitchford. Class act. Pompous dude. piff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, borderline. Hey, lesson then don't hold your end of the bargain whenever you say profit sharing. Yeah. That's good. So this is one of those this is one of those deals where it's it's a bit of a gamble, right? So if you make if your games are awesome, then you're gonna get some big payouts, which is obviously the incentive for people to work hard and do the very best that they can. And I really enjoy the idea, but Gearbox has been kind of struggling. Like they had uh, a couple of games like uh, Aliens, Colonial Marines that you've never heard of, and Battleborn, which you may have seen at some point. Uh, Aliens was 2013, Battleborn 2016, that both flopped really hard, and but. The main reason that they, they don't specifically mention uh, the commie cough at all as being reasons for this. Oh, God. The reason, shout the out. reason that they think. <laughs> commie cough. Yeah. The, <laughs> the reason it's, it's suspected uh. that the bonuses aren't coming like they thought is because Borderlands was crazy expensive to make, at least way more expensive than they thought it was going to be. And that's because they switched from using the Unreal 3 to the Unreal 4 engine in the middle of developing the game so it took a lot more time they had to rework a whole bunch of shit so the bottom line is way more expensive than they originally thought it was going to be so there's that and if you'll remember which by the way march 28th of last year was the first time we recorded the very first uh podcast and it's just it just feels right we were talking about borderlands 3 then (laughs) and randy Pitchford shortly thereafter um so last year about this time, yeah, last year about this time, the lawsuit emerged surrounding Pitchford's $12 million bonus from 2016, which was about the starting start of making Borderlands 3. Uh, $12 million cock. That's, well, there's that. <laughs> uh, he did actually get that bonus, but the money came from the 60% of the company's profits and not the 40% for compensation to the staff. But uh, with that, still being pretty fresh and these pay cuts uh, according to some of the unnamed employees uh, that Kotaku got a hold of there is likely to be a mass exodus in the near future from gearbox yeah. or probably just a slow pressure release of talent of people that sure. are done taking the gamble of this shit you know because they were all excited in february the numbers mm-hmm. were the Games doing really well, still selling copies and all that shit. But they're still gonna ha- they're they're gonna have to spend more money to do the DLC and shit coming up. And so, yeah. with, they're already telling them, "Look, you're pretty well getting shafted on this deal, even though you made a great, a good selling game." So the idea of the profit sharing sounds great. It's like, well, we just got to make a good game, and it's all well and good. Well, here they are; they made a good uh, a good selling game, and they're still getting shit on. So it's like, well, fuck it. I'll just go make a little bit better salary with lower bonuses. You know, so yeah. that's that's pretty well the story for now. So we'll we'll be watching that coming months, and it may take up to a year or so. But it's they're probably going to bleed a lot of talent over this type of shit. You know? Yeah, I thought it was interesting the article because he was talking about how after Borderlands two, their HR team would, would tout that you know the bonuses from that game. Some people were able to just outright buy houses. You know, right? That it changed their yeah. lives. It was that size of of, of bonus. 
that it enabled them to to do <clears throat> these major life altering purchases like that. Um, and, and right, and kind of their and shit that you. So. That's money that you count on because they obviously from the way the yeah. Yeah, article oh, yeah. reads it's they they know this money's coming and they most people it seems like have a pretty good idea of what the money's going to be and so they plan these major life decisions around it and whenever they kind of say haha just kidding you know and it's it's a shit situation cuz that's that's fair enough right that they didn't have as much money to give to compensation cuz the game cost way more so sucks you know Sucks for everybody, and you you want to blame does. Pitchford because he's such a guy that you just want to blame shit on. He makes it so easy. Yeah, uh, yeah. But you know, in his defense, it's, it's it's not just Pitchford up there saying, "Sure, you know, sure. fuck those guys. They don't need all that money." Like he's got responsibilities to other people in the company and fiduciary responsibilities and all that kind of shit. So like, it's a shitty situation. But from a from a developer standpoint, if it was me, I it, I can definitely understand why people are like, well, fuck it. I lost this gamble on a good hand, you know? Yeah. And so I'm just going to go somewhere else. Yeah. It is crazy, like like you said, that if they're acting like everything's hunky-dory in February, because, you know, Borderlands would have sold the bulk of its copies last September and through the holiday right. season. That they would have had an idea that this was going to be an issue for several months. Um, At least. Yeah, you would think. Yeah. It's wild. I blame pitching article. So check it out. <laughs> yeah, sounds uh, it sounds to me like Sorry, the moral God. of the story is that you know you should never never trust a man that keeps his porn on a thumb drive. Ever <laughs> <That's> right? <laughs> never <laughs> refers to himself as a dragon in any context. That's right. <laughs> oh man! Well, any pitch for Jafari. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not only did the uh, Borderlands three devs get cucked, but it seems like the rest of us are about to get cucked by Bethesda. Kyle, tell us about it. Yeah, you know all these expos are getting canceled, but you know Microsoft and Sony are still doing their their live stream. You know some releases. Beth- Bethesda said, "No, we're not going to do that." Either. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, you know, with the very open-ended, oh, we have lots of exciting things to share about. Right. I look forward to telling you more in the coming months. Fuck off. Oh, they, yeah. Jesus Christ. They got That's shit. Retarded. Yeah, this is a, I think, a particularly bad yeah. move for them. Oh, yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thanks for getting in there. Shit. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think, because uh, if you think of the last few E3s where Bethesda showed, it's like Rage, it's Doom Eternal, but everybody, nobody really associates Doom with them. They always talk about id Software. They just a fifteen-second right. video of Skyrim's Five or whatever. Yes, it was like a title card. <laughs> God yeah. damn it! Um, yeah, and so they have shown very little, and they have like that Starlink game or whatever in development. They have the next Elder Scrolls in development. They have these mm. big titles, and you know, I'm sure there's some uh, Fallout shit in the pipeline and they desperately need a win because for about three years they have shown jack shit and i just i have not been super pleased with anything they have published or developed in a long time Mm -hmm. and i think this is a this is a a bad move on their part if they ever needed momentum it's probably right now they had me hopeful 
2018 it says here with that Starfield game. I remember that looking pretty badass, but yeah, you know, I haven't heard anything on it since. Yeah, it's we we talked about we've been talking about Bethesda this whole last year that we've been doing <laughs> yeah. podcasts. That it's just like, where are they at? You know what I'm saying? Like, what the fuck is happening over there? You hate it. It seems like a bit strong to say this is a nail in the coffin. That seems a bit silly, but it is definitely not a good omen. You know, like you can't even put a camera on somebody and say this is what we got right. going on. Like yeah. mm-hmm. nothing. You can't do anything. If I was if I was Bethesda, I would do a live stream and I would get my funniest employee to come up there <laughs> and just read all the mean tweets about the last three years worth of their shit. Just make fun of yourself. Be, just, take, just take it. It'd be something. Yeah. Oh yeah, it would be something to make just, them at least acknowledge that they know and that yeah, tell, and tell you their shit coming. Like we we know, you know. Just, We've been too busy running the Patriarch Party and uh, Fallout seventy six, whatever they <laughs> yes. call this. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. The aristocracy. That's what it was. (laughs) Just one spotlight. Everything else black. Guy on a bar stool. Sarah McLaughlin on a loop in the background. Uh Just fucking take it. Do it. You got time. Listen to the podcast and take my idea. (laughs) I love it. Read me tweets about how shitty your fucking games are. If you don't do it, we will, and you (laughs) will regret that. We have the penis apologies for everyone. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but no, no harm, no foul. I'd rather see nothing from them than them display some shitty stuff that's going to be half-assed and buggy and not worth the money that they'll charge for it. Yeah, it just seems like they could even put together a stupid CGI trailer for something at this point. Yeah, yeah. I'd take well, my 30-second Elder Scrolls Six video, for Christ's sake, you know, over... <laughs> Blank. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's... Also a trying time for Xbox and PC owners who are a fan of the Call of Duty series. Brooks, tell us the latest news on the Call of Duty front. Um, yeah, so they've released uh, Modern Warfare 2, uh, remastered it. The, I'm sorry, they didn't release it. A leak uh, popped out for it. Um, they did release so, it. Do what? They did. Oh, yeah, they did for release it. it. A leak did happen like a day or two before it. Yes. Okay. Okay. I didn't know they actually released okay. it, but I don't know on PlayStation, so, okay. Wait, yeah. just on the PS4? Just on the PS4, yeah. Oh, I was going to say, I thought that released a while ago. For a month, um, and then the PC and Xbox. Uh, articles from Forbes, check it out if you want to read it. Um, he brings up a pretty good point as far as, like, this has kind of got to, the exclusivity stuff has got to stop when it's on both consoles. Um, but I'll let you guys kind of decipher that at your own pace if you'd like to, and uh, kind of yeah. weigh in if you want to on that. But just real quick to cover the game, uh, I don't believe there's multiplayer with it, if no. I'm not mistaken. Um, graphically, they say it looks pretty good. Um, and it does have one of the better campaigns in Call of Duty, so um, it'll be yeah. cool to, to play through that again if you want to. It's 20 bucks um, right now on the PlayStation Marketplace. Yeah, which I think uh, is a good price for it. I think that's yeah, fair. Yeah, I, I thought it would be more expensive. So. Yeah, if you if you have pre-ordered that, you get some um, exclusive content as well, and that's for Xbox and PC too. Uh, but anyways, what do you guys think about just the idea of like the Call of Duty franchise? I mean, it, it exclusively is releasing early on PlayStation. So I'm still confused. Is it, was it Call of Duty Four that remastered that released a while ago, or was it? Yeah, that came out too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, I'm confusing this. Too. Okay, yeah, I was because I was thinking one. this came out a while ago, but that's right. It was four. Uh, the 
it's annoying to me, you know, but mainly because it's always fucking PlayStation. Where's Microsoft at on these? Like, you guys can't get mm-hmm. any of these exclusives on any of these Call of Duties. Like, how does that happen every time? You know, uh, it does seem yeah. it does seem silly to me. Like, I don't I don't know what the point is, but like on the big games on console releases, it doesn't surprise me. You know, like the major some of the, the I don't know, like. Do they think people are going to go buy a PlayStation to play Modern Warfare 2 Remastered <laughs> a month early? Like, I don't understand. Yeah, it's just so mildly yeah, convenient. I, I, I never got that. Enough to, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's that's what the most annoying thing to me is. Uh, maybe on console launch, I can see that being more of a competitive deal and you want to get the edge uh, yeah. to try to mm-hmm. try to get people in their buying new but I just that's that's my main deal. I just don't fucking understand the point of it. Yeah. Well, and a good point that they brought up in the article too is you know the exclusivities probably hammered out way before like the coronavirus pandemic has sprouted up. But you think that given that change, the companies would just I don't know launch it on all the platforms as soon as mm-hmm. possible. Yeah. Like, because it was was it Black Ops Four that did the exclusivity for like a week, right? Yeah, they limited it to a week on that stuff, and then um, I don't think Modern Warfare, the the current reimagination, I don't think it's had any. It had a, a mode, right? It had the that's what it was. They had like a yeah, it, mode that's exclusive mm-hmm. for a year or something, but it's yeah, probably the least a year was crazy mode. long too. Yeah, Jesus, uh, super annoying, dumb. But yeah, it is just the campaign, so it's not like you're missing out on you know, PVP stuff. Um, I think they're trying, you know, they brought so many of those maps from modern warfare to, to this current game that you're essentially getting, you know, a pretty similar experience. Um, not a huge deal to not have the multiplayer. Um, and then the last bit of news. So Minecraft dungeons, which I am looking forward to. Uh, it's kind of a Diablo-inspired, isometric kind of dungeon looter game. Looks pretty good. Um, it got delayed to May 26th. I think they were originally targeting May, but then there were reports it would come out uh, this month in April. So it is just a slight delay, not a huge deal. Um, but it has been pushed back. And then Wastelands 3, which... Both of these games will launch on Game Pass. Wastelands 3 was supposed to come out in May. It's been delayed to August. Mm-hmm. Both of these due to uh, coronavirus concerns and teams having to work from home and kind of adjust to that change in workflow. So a little bit of a bummer there, but we'll still get to play them soon and very soon. Sure. And so during these, these trying quarantine times, we thought on this episode we would talk the best – Xbox One survival games to get you through. <laughs> and, you know, we just did a quick Google search. <laughs> uh, some real deep research here. It right. came across a slant article where uh, just about 40 people voted. And this is not curated at all by slant. It's just oh, 40 slant. random fucking people. Oh. <laughs> just throwing in their, uh, their advice here. Um, on the game selected. So we're going to run through some of these and discuss them. Uh, some of these I have played. A lot of these have played. Some of these I have not. Some of these should That's not good. be on this fucking list. I've uh, played them. <laughs> but we've got nine survival games. 
Topping out the list. Oh, we should probably go from the bottom, huh? That's more dramatic. Let's go from the bottom. We should have had a list of 19 for COVID-19. Oh, damn, Kyle. Oh. You got to pitch this shit Fuck. early. That's, that's I know it. I'm sorry. I was stoned. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking brownies, dude. All right. I know it. Number nine. Start from the bottom. Now we're here. Metal Gear. Survive. Don't Cracks the top. Don't what go the fuck? Up. Metal Gear. Oh, that's the bottom? I was thinking. I was reading it opposite. <laughs> yeah. That is the ninth pick. Uh, Anybody even know that game existed before today? I did. I, was like, I saw Metal Gear and was like, what? It is the worst Metal Gear game of all time. I mean, that, that may be a bold claim, but it, it has to be close. There's some bad off spins of Metal Gear, but this is this is pretty terrible. Um, it is this one I played the beta because I love Metal Gear Five, and this is the Metal Gear game that came out after Kojima left uh, Konami, and everybody was like, "Oh God, they're taking the engine he helped create and they're making some bastard game without him <laughs> leading it." Right, and it was a game that was so obnoxious because. It was like you couldn't sprint more than like 15 feet and your guy would start panting. It was oh, constantly God. having this little lady robotic voice being like, water, low, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and like all the camp combat was basically you trying to stab zombies with a like a sharpened metal stick. Like a metal stick with a point on it. And <laughs> there were guns and stuff, but the the ammo economy was terrible, as you'd imagine, in a survival game. So you mostly were just stabbing zombies through chain link with a stick. Classic. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then to obscure the fact that the map was terrible, they just made it really dusty through most of it, so you couldn't see anything. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Uh, it was uh, not not good. The only thing that was kind of redeemable about it is there were some interesting like unlockables in the the multiplayer component, which was just a horde mode, um, which was kind of a bummer because like an open world base building with these mechanics in a in a shared multiplayer environment probably would have been fine. Like it would have been better. I think all these survival games are better if you can buddy up with people. Um, yeah. But all they had was a, a horde mode. So I don't think this should ever be in the top 10 of any list unless you're just talking about, like, the biggest pieces of shit of all time. Uh, but it's a terrible game. One of the worst. Can't believe it's on this list at all. Well, what Shock. if it's in the top 10 list of the worst game ever? I, I, I'll i take that. I'll take that. That's acceptable. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised that made it and not, like, a flame in the flood. Or what is that flood in the flame? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the flame and the flood. I played a little bit of this one, yeah, uh, at one point, and it was the art style on it. I enjoyed, it was, yeah, more than super cool. The game itself, like it was, a, it was a pretty unique art style. But like I, I assumed when I just saw the title of the article, I was like, oh well, that one's got to be somewhere in there. But no, Metal Gear Survive made it. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> forty Thanks, random, forty random blogs. internet people. <laughs> um, coming in at number eight, we have Minecraft. Whew, thank goodness. Kyle, this is your favorite, right? Oh, yeah. I've sunk my whole life into that game. Wow. Oh, dear. Yeah? <laughs> Did you make it to the end? Did Minecraft. you s- slay the 
What's the dragon at the end called? Ender Dragon, Piff? bro. Ender Dragon. Did you slay the, oh, the Ender Dragon? <laughs> the game I was playing, it said Piff Dragon on it. Oh, <laughs> oh no. I've been duped. Kyle, Kyle, did you find this game on a thumb drive at a bar? <laughs> I did. Uh, oh, no. Oh, that's, hey, look at that's... that. Is it does it say Minecraft or did you misread that? Does it say Mineshaft? <laughs> oh, Chris, oh, you're probably right. Oh boy, Minecraft gets well fuck a lot more hate than it fucking deserves. I enjoy Minecraft for about an hour at a time, yeah. but I'm not extremely creative type of person. And but like the mining itself is satisfying to me. So I'll go around digging up a bunch of resources and just get a shitload of them. And like, all right, well, done with this. And yeah. I, I don't. I'm too lazy, I guess, or I can't. I can't do cool shit with it. But the capabilities of the game, like you watch some of these people that, like these YouTubers and streamers uh, that just play Minecraft uh, almost exclusively, can do some crazy shit. Like the game is yeah. really deep, you know. So it's fun. How, Go ahead. How the piss is it a survival game? Well, it has a survival mode. Uh, I mean, yeah. I thought it was mainly just you, you go out and build shit, and there you go. They have a creative mode where you don't have to collect resources, but the survival mode is kind of the normal way to play, and you have to collect all the resources. And I mean, if you die, you have to eat and stuff to. Yeah, like if you die, you come back to wherever you slept last, right? Uh, And you lose the shit in your inventory, but like it doesn't wipe the whole deal, you know. So I mean, it's it's I guess it's a survival game in the strictest definition, but uh, you know, okay, good fun. Good fun for beginners yeah. or to really sink a lot of time into and learn how the game works. It's pretty interesting for just being as simple graphically as it is. You know, it's really engaging. Cal, you got to punch the trees to get the wood. <laughs> I, oh, yeah. like RuneScape. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, I, I, th- I was very surprised that I realized this is just a random fucking list, but it, it's weird to me that this would come in at number eight because I mean, this is the game that sets off the whole genre of survival as we know it in a lot of ways. It's yeah. like this and what Oregon trail or probably like the, the, yeah, the, yeah. the, the cornerstones of, of this. Um, Maybe one of the, one of the up in the top end of like better selling games of all time. Oh, yeah. Like it's gotta be up there in the top of the list. Right. I mean, not, not necessarily top 10, no, it's it's but top three. It, it's, it was top, I, yeah, it's top four. Yeah. Oh, is it? If was I it one? I thought that GTA list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because um, because you, you're right. Like certain like it's amazing to me. I, and this is a game I played several times, just because like I w- it was something I felt like I could play with my nieces and nephews, and I never got the appeal of it until I played it with friends of this show. Adam, oh, it is number one. And, yes. And you, Hunter, and your lovely wife, Alexis. And I think it's a game like if you play with people who know what they're doing and can kind of give you a little bit of guidance. I think this holds up for any survival game. It's yeah. it, it opens up and you're like, oh my god, there's an actual game here. There's like there's kind yes. of a loose story to this whole thing. There's another. There's like an underground nether realm world that you can portal into, and there's all this engineering shit you can do with the redstone in the game. And there, I mean, there's so much stuff in this that that is not immediately obvious and it, it is such a, yes. a wonderful just exploration game and a lot of cool moments stumbling across villages and stuff like that there's 
the all the aquatic stuff they've added over the years is super cool and beautiful and uh the, and it's, the it's an old game and still yeah, adding a lot to it. Neat. I mean, I think it's gonna it's one that's get, that'll that'll stand. Oh yeah, for sure. It's, you know, and I did just look it up. It's number it's the number what, two best selling game number one now. Yeah. Oh shit. Mine's oh, on well, Wikipedia it's, though, so I don't, I don't know where your source is. I don't know. Well, somebody shit. snopes it. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, it says number one here with 180 million <laughs> sales. Tetris has more than that. Tetris hmm. has over 500 million copies, I think. Yeah. Number seven on the list. We'll ramble on as we dispute the numbers here. Um, State of Decay 2. Did any of you guys play this one? Oh, hell. Nope. Yeah. Didn't get to that. Well. <laughs> um, it looks um, good. It's just one that I that, that I never that I never fucking sure. got to. Womp womp. I when the first one came out for 360, it felt like the right time for this sort of game because it is very much like a, a base building and just kind of like piling up resources and, and kind of just kind of maintaining a base in the the zombie apocalypse kind of kind of game. And it was it was a satisfying game when the original came out, but the second one didn't really evolve it in any way and and you know, three or four years had gone by between the two. And in that time, there'd been so many unique survival games and so many people who had kind of bent and, and changed the form. And it, it felt kind of dated and, and dead on arrival in a lot of ways when it came out. Um, the story that it tried to do in two was just really bad voice acting, just lame. Um, it felt very shallow. I wasn't a huge fan of this one. I think it's like, Maybe if you were really into zombies, it would be okay. But again, we've talked about it sometimes on the show. That's also a pretty worn out trope in general. Yeah. Um, and there's so, only so many ways you can you can do that. Yeah. You know, there's only so many ways you can kill some mm-hmm. zombies before you're fucking over. Yeah. It. yeah. I mean, they've tried like a, well, it was a Dead Rising where there was mm-hmm. a, a like a simple uh, fuck crafting mechanic, sure. you know, to kill the zombie. I mean, it's it, it's been there's that's been done a billion different ways. It's tough. Yeah, tough sell. And I, th- yeah, and I think if like if you're looking for just like fun zombie combat games, Dead Rising is going to be way funner than this. If you're looking for a good zombie base building type game, like probably that Seven Days to Die is going to be a much richer, more unique, and customizable experience. So yeah. I think there are just better options for whatever side of the, the coin you're on, on on that experience. If you have any interest at all. Um, Number six on the list, Ark Survival Evolved. Oh boy, this one's robot fun. dinosaurs. Robot dinos. Yeah, this one is. I played maybe the beta or something. I know uh-huh. I, I played it a little bit, not, and it was too much for me at the beginning. Like yes. it was so grindy in the beginning. I didn't even, like. It felt like I never started. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Forever, and that seems to be pretty like how the game was built until you get to the higher levels, which just takes forever. But the people that love this game fucking love it. You know, yeah, so I was, I was a little bit surprised to see it a little bit farther down the list because it, it is pretty right. unique in a lot of ways, you know, from from just the general world building to uh, the art style again is is really cool of the Shows creatures. The and all that kind of shit. Yeah. Some 60 bucks still. Cool. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, this one. Do you guys I, play this very much? I have, this is another one, and um, Ryan Tapp, who's a friend of the show, I, I would love to get him on sometime 
he's somebody I want to play this game with because he knows it very well, and I just don't. Really? Like you, I Hunter, played much. Yeah, he. No. I think he mostly on PlayStation, kind of built out everything and mm. stuff. But he's been playing it again recently, and I, I would like some guidance on this one. The same kind of treatment that I, I had on Minecraft because it, it's overwhelming to me. But um, one thing that is nice about this game, if you are not playing, if you, if you're playing it on like a private server, you can set the rules as far as how efficient like your farming methods are. And so like how generous it is whenever you're like chopping down a tree, like how much resources do you get back? Uh, you can kind of control all of that and customize it. So you can make it where you can level up really fast if you're in that private environment versus playing on a, a PVE server or a PVP server that's just kind of general open to the public. Um, and so that would probably be the best way to learn the game. But it, it's cool. It has a taming dinosaur mechanic and you can ride them and some of them fly and fly through the air on their backs and a lot of cool base building stuff. There are uh, weapons you start with just, you know, a spear and all that kind of stuff. And it works up to crazy future tech machine gun type shit. And, uh, you know, you get to kind of go through that whole journey. So there, there's a lot to the game. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that one's worth checking out. Um, might be a yeah. fun one to do. Uh, That's, I think that's the only one on the list that I am interested in acquiring yeah. and, and working on if I had the time, you know, it's one that I think, I think would be rewarding enough if you dumped the hours into it, that the end game of it is, is going to be worth your, worth your while from what I understand. Yeah, I agree. Number six is Conan Exiles and Brooks, you played this one a lot because of yeah. a slider or something. Yeah, an endowment slider. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you spend hours just on that opening character creator page. Got to be eight and erase and download and create. I uh, had a rough day. I need to boost myself up again. <laughs> Back to the endowment slider. <laughs> it yeah. is always the way. Yeah. Do you have a picture of your endowment slider posted on any uh, dating profile by chance or? oh no it's... nope oh man you're you're missing out then probably <laughs> <laughs> um this is one that has had a reputation of like kind of it has maybe maybe two things are generally said about it one it has some of the craziest boss battle type things in an open world survival game. There's just these massive Goliath looking dudes yeah. that you can run into just crazy scale and stuff to this game. It looks awesome. If you, you just see it, but the other side of the game is one of the buggiest worst sport games um, <laughs> in the genre. So it's, it seems like there's a lot of good ideas at play, but it's, it's not quite uh, executed or maintained very well. Um, I don't know that we really have to spend a lot of time. I haven't played this one. Um, I just know of its reputation, I guess. Um, nor have I played the next one, number five, Don't Starve Together. I saw this one's for sale, actually, pretty cheap this week on Xbox has a deal on this game. But it's got like a nice little uh, 2D art style. Um, has uh, like a crafting system in place. Um, yeah, Don't Starve Together. Moving on. I'm not Number familiar. <laughs> not classic, familiar. Classic rule of survival. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Terraria. This is a 2D mm. game um, that Kyle loves. 
Oh yeah, I love my terrarium. My earth. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us more about your terrarium, Kyle. This is my terrarium. It is round. <laughs> oh. That's a fish tank. You just didn't put water in. They're different. Uh, I missed this one too. I'm very impatient, so survival games don't always make it to my yeah to my playtime. But um, I believe Adam played this one. I think this is one he played quite a bit of and really enjoyed. Cool. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think the one thing I've looked at this one several times, and I think it is just like this is so cheesy. I think it is just how the the font for the title of the game is typeset and the weird green color it is, is so off-putting to me that I have never yeah. downloaded it or tried it. Like, I'm just like, I hate how that fucking looks. Yeah. And it's probably <laughs> the greatest game, and I'm missing out oh, on this wonderful man. experience. But that but one it's thing has It's all 2D and pixelated art style, yes. but it's... Like, the art style doesn't have any character, really, to <laughs> it, it that, I, that I can discern. Yeah. You know, and so like I'm not I'm not uh, opposed to the pixel art games by any stretch, but like this one just seems like oh here we go again, you know. So it's it's not one that I ever dicked with, but people seem to love it. This is another one that has what you might call a bit of a cult following, and I think they just sure. recently ended the support for um, this, oh, really? this past year. Yeah, if I, if I remember right, hmm. and that was a that was a big thing for some folks, but it's the uh, that's the only other one probably on the sure. list. Uh, that like hypothetically I might try. I say that I'm gonna say yeah. that one more time. So there's three on this list actually, <laughs> but Arc Arc is top among them. But you know, yeah. Number two next is yeah. the long dark, and this is one where it's like a winter survival game, and it's it's got kind of a a cartoon art style, um, and this is one I played when it was in game preview. I mean, that's probably two, maybe three years ago. Um, Jeez. Yeah, it was in game preview for a long time. And at the time, it was it was a pure survival game, just open-ended, um, non-linear non experience. Yeah. And now they, they've gone back and they've added like a, like story chapters and beats to it. And there is still like the open world kind of endless experience of it, but there's also a, a story. And since they did that, I've heard a lot of really good things about the, the story chapters that they added to the game. And that's something I should go back and play. Um, but it's a lot of fighting wolves and scavenging and trying to stay warm and the, the harsh elements. Um, story of my life. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was highly unimpressed. The porn parody was much better. Oh, was it? What was it called? Long Dark. <laughs> okay. What else? <laughs> yeah, they really phoned that one in. Bricks, if you were to make another porn parody of it, what would you call it? Oh no, um, <laughs> probably probably something racist and something that would get us kicked off of oh, iTunes Bricks? for sure. Racist? I would not. I'd call it Long Long Dark Two Electric Boogaloo. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Oh, I thought you were asking me, Josh. Uh, oh, I would good. never assume such a thing about Brooks, but <laughs> you would assume it about yourself. Yeah, oh, I know it. Uh, hey, I can be racist too. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, no, got him. Um, we'll scrub that. 
I'm going to leave it in. Um, The top one on the list is Subnautica, which stands out on this list as it is the only uh, underwater experience uh, on the list. You use submersibles and design different types of watercraft as you're trying to explore. And and I think a big part of the game is just like constantly trying to go deeper and explore uh, the scarier and scarier depths. of the water, because I, I think it is like you're on a different planet or something too. Um, I really don't know a ton about this game, but I, I think there's. It's not like oh, you're just going deep in the ocean on Earth. I think it's you know using these fictitious, crazy oh, okay. creatures. I think you crash planet. land on this planet. Okay, uh, is what's going. We should have. Damn, we should have got Jacob on. Jacob played the yeah. shit out of this one and loved. He it. loved the shit out yeah. of it. Ryan played a little bit too, if I remember. Mm-hmm. But it, yeah, it sounded Ryan. interesting to me. This would be one I would probably play off the list first. Yeah, this was the this was the other one. I would pl- I'd probably play this before <laughs> Ark, but it piques my mm-hmm. interest less. But I think this one is going to be easier to get into. Yeah. Like the dinosaurs and the fucking guns and all that kind of shit looks way cooler. But this one I don't think would be much as much of a grind to to get into, and the learning curve would be a little easier to manage. And it's only twenty bucks, I think. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and I can't remember if it. I think it's still on Game Pass. It. I can't remember if it's about to come off or not. But it has at least been on Game Pass for some time. Um, yeah, this one has received wonderful reviews, done really well. It does not have a multiplayer component. It is a solo experience um, versus some of these other ones. But, um, man, nothing but good things about this one. So I, I am surprised that, like, Minecraft's not at the tippity-top of this list. But if somebody else has to be, this is probably the right choice. Um, were there any survival games that you were surprised were, were not on this list? I'll, I'll throw in an honorable mention. Yeah. Because, you know, why not beat a dead horse? I'll claim that the culling was a survival game because <laughs> fuck you. It was, and it should have been on it. You're it should right. be on every You're list. Right. Dead. And I hate it. And I'll never get oh over it. Oh, my gosh. That's too funny. That's heartbreaking. <laughs> the only game we were ever any good at. And, it died. But, and we were so good. God, <laughs> it was so much fun. Anybody oh, else? Man. <laughs> couldn't couldn't give us one. Nope, couldn't I can't beat that. Um, I I I think No Man's Sky should be on here. I oh, yeah. really enjoyed all of that. Right. That's right. All the updates they've done to it. It's it's such a cool game. Um, it seems like they salvaged that one because it came out for sure. Being mm-hmm. being sold as this is a game because I, I remember it. Some of the marketing was you can. Uh, like your great grandchildren could inherit this game yes. and not play all of it. It was yeah. literally like one of the marketing points. This game is so fucking big and self-perpetuating. And then people played it for like an hour and was like, well, yeah, no shit, but it's the same thing over and over for 150 years. Like this is bullshit, yeah. you know, but yeah. the updates that they've added to it seem to have added a lot to it, you know, and yes. uh, people, people that played it, it seemed to be very, very pleased with it. Yeah, I think The Sims should have been on the list. (laughs) (laughs) I kid. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) You can turn that one into a survival game for sure. Yeah. (laughs) If if I get the calling, Kyle gets The Sims. Deal. Uh, The other one that's also on Xbox, um, DayZ, I was kind of surprised wasn't on here. Um, That's one that I kind of put in a category like PUBG where it's like, it's such a janky game, but at the yeah. same time, it is such a uh, iconic gaming experience that everybody should uh, 
hop in there for a bit, just, just to feel it out. Um, that one is a really, really hardcore survival game. Um, All right. But, but a lot of fun. I don't know how many times I have like starved to death because I couldn't open the can of tuna I had in my inventory because I didn't open it. <laughs> I had to remember right. talking about yeah. that. This is just the one. sheer panic of having food but no way to open it and just this running is the one and we tried to play, right? And it would like throw you like 600 meters away from each other. You try to oh, play with more, your Yeah, way more than that a lot of times. Yeah. And you, you almost have to download an app. That has find map each other, yeah. And go okay, and and not only that, but you have to be on the same server, and there's so many servers, and so you got to get lucky and hope that like there is room on one server for both of you. Yeah, I remember because we were gonna we were gonna try to get into it because you had really enjoyed, like you had told us when we started, like, listen, this game is fucked, but I think it has <laughs> a lot of potential. Yeah. Maybe they'll fix it, and we tried, and we tried several times, and we could never get inside yeah. of each other playing together so we were like fuck this fuck yeah. this yeah I was this I, one with all the robots or what was that one no that was Gen Gen zero which, yeah Gen zero okay that was confusing yeah. also fucking shit i don't care what you guys <laughs> yeah. sound real familiar here yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. wait a minute never mind see that, there's another episode idea we've done the show for a year that was like on our first episode we should uh you know one oh, year later oh, gen yeah. zero yeah, <laughs> how's she doing? Fun game. This is so janky. But yeah, I, I I think survival games are great. I I personally am like in the opinion that they're way better if you if you have people to play them with. I'm not a huge fan of just doing that solo experience with them, but um, I think it, it they they provide you enough space and tools to like make your own good time and just be creative and silly and, and it's, it's right. a blast. Yeah, because you can get some moments in some of those games that you couldn't write, you know, that are so yes. silly. Uh, that it's just it's just one of those where you can you you make your own fun. It's the video game equivalent of just going outside and playing with a fucking stick. You just figure it out, you know. Have yeah. a good time. My my life's a survival game. You know, playing a survival game on Xbox is just life with extra steps. It's it's a little yeah, on the nose these days, right? <laughs> yeah, Kyle, how's your life like a survival game? specifically oh you know i wake up i piss uh, excellence but then i'm okay. all excellent so i gotta go find some more excellence yeah. i don't ever find some for a while until i i, you know, I make some rum and cokes and then i find some more okay yeah. but then you just piss that out yeah it's a fish and then the hunt begins again Survival. Yeah. What do you think he's always punching that drywall for, man? He's trying to get them gypsum credits. Oh yeah, the monsters build some a, shit. A good boost yeah. that lasts for half a day. <laughs> the main thing that could be, you know, toted as making Kyle's life a survival game is mm-hmm. the fact that he goes to Florida quite a bit. Yeah, <laughs> that would be a survival game. Going into that PvP enabled mode. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Where you headed, Kyle? I'm going to the dark zone. <laughs> Response disabled. Is a reference Woo! to the division in the division two. Not a racist joke about Florida. Okay. Although, I... although, shout nope. out. I'm giving you a shout out anyway. Nope. Just <laughs> you <laughs> have <it> up. <laughs> God. Turn this around on me. <laughs> <laughs> okay boys i think that is a wrap on this episode get out there enjoy some survival games you got plenty of time these days go play with sticks go right. play with sticks 
Go to Florida. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's end this episode as we end every episode. Brooks, tell the good people at home what's in the box. It's an invitation to our belated birthday party. Uh, no, we did not forget that it was it had been one year. Uh, but you know, the social distancing thing. So everybody's invited. We're going to extend that out a week. Um, we'll have a super, super badass birthday bash next episode. Josh, you got yeah. it. Josh, Fuck. We're just watching face off. <laughs> I'm just going to video record myself for this next birthday episode shirtless eating a peach yeah. oh. for, for, days, <laughs> for hours baby just 38 hour you know <laughs> spell up of, of me eating a peach I'm eating like a goddamn islander <laughs> oh my goodness but, uh, oh, oh, oh. contributors to <laughs> Nichols Pickles will get the slow-mo version of that oh hell yeah yeah, yeah, yeah we slow it down where it goes <laughs> Dude, like, Looking free, but it costs a touch. <laughs> <laughs> There's an art exhibit that just slowed down the murder scene from Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho to where it was 24 hours. <laughs> we need to do the same thing, Brooks. Eating yeah. a peach. Tour the country. I think we're onto something. I love it. Yeah, but... I'm so glad this is recording. <laughs> oh yeah. Forget. Oh no. <laughs> The internet sounds like a chat roulette room here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, you know, you got stuff to look forward to, guys, during these uh, tough times. So as always, you know, get out there and uh, game on, boxers. So good.